0: Welcome to L.A. Radio Sessions. I'm your host, Mike Stark. L.A. Radio Sessions, it's where we explore all areas of pop culture. This week on L.A. Radio Sessions, we talk with the co-founders of Big Stir Records. Big Stir is truly a community. As you will find out, this label does more than just market and distribute their artist's music. They celebrate it in a collaborative atmosphere that includes a magazine and live show promotion. All this came from a need by the two founders to get their own band's music out there and into the public's ears. Let me now introduce you to the two brains behind... Big Stir.
1: Hi, I'm Christina Bulbenko, and I am the co founder of Big Stir Records, and I am in the Armoires.
2: I am Rex Broom. I'm also in the Armoires. Christina and I are the sort of co lead singers. She plays the keys, and I play the guitar. And I am the co of the co founder of Big Stir Records with
3: Christina as well. I am John Borak. I am the drummer for the Armoires, and darn happy to say that. (laughs)
0: Let's get rolling here. First of all, I want to get the backstory on uh, Christina and uh, Rex. I'm going to take it way back. When, when did music first hit you guys?
1: Oh, my goodness. Um, I've been playing piano or learning piano since I was four. And I have not stopped since. There was a little break in there in my 20s where I didn't have a piano. And that was hell for me. Um, but I've always, 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 always sang. So for me, it's just part of my DNA.
2: I'm from West Virginia. Christina's from Detroit. We both lived in Los Angeles for about 30 years, although we didn't meet each other until much later. So when I first came to LA, I was moving from West Virginia, uh, where my dad was a musician. My dad played in a a country band. Um, And I sort of uh, grew into that at the same time as I was cultivating my own decidedly more uh, obscure musical interests um, and uh, I was in and out of bands for a long time uh, none of which anyone noticed until Christina was part of one of my <laughs> bands uh, so it was essentially you know the the coalescing of Christina and myself who uh, met as teachers music teachers and found out that uh, we sounded pretty good singing together what was going to be a side project uh, for both of us turned into the the main thing
1: it started out as a coffee house duo that turned into, um, we were going to be in a in a Talking Heads Stop Making Sense tribute band called that Talking was, Sense.
2: That was not our idea, but, and, some, but a friend of ours tapped well, us to be in I, that and, and I, it sounded I, fun.
1: And I actually learned 16 songs on the bass, That's true. which was fun. Uh, it took about a year and it never came to fruition. So. I, I said to Rex, I said, you know, you have this whole tome of, you know, songs that you've written that um, we should be doing something with. So let's let's do that. And um, I chose a few and they ended up on the album. And uh, yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah the tome, not tomb. Tome. I mean, <laughs>
2: depends on which song you're talking about. Some of the things in that are deservedly buried.
0: And you started out as a duo. When did you add, uh, say, for instance, a drummer?
1: Oh, um, did we did we
0: really start off as a duo, though?
1: I mean, no, I think that we um, thought
2: at our age that was probably the only thing that would that people would be interested in. It was no. before we tapped into the a, a larger community.
1: I yeah. I, I don't like to go down this path, but I do like to honor my son. But he was our first drummer. Yeah. My son is no longer with us. He died tragically in a car accident mm-hmm. in, in 2014. Um, and he's still a big part of what we do and what we think about when we do it.
2: And, and I would say that um, we, we, we lost in very early on um, when we were, uh, I mean, like literally, when we were very first starting off. And um, it was, I think, f- carrying forward was one of the reasons why we were really grateful to find the community that we did find, because we sort of didn't know that anyone was going to respond to us and uh, the type of music that we did. Um, that foundation that Ian gave us by by producing and playing drums for our early stuff. Uh, And it turned out it resonated with a a a full-bodied community of people that liked the same kind of music that we did. Um, And And my daughter
1: ended up playing violin and viola for the band.
2: Uh, yes, so we, so there's always been a very big family element. My daughter as well also uh, uh, has played bass for us a, a good deal. And uh, my other daughter uh, does a little bit of design work for the record label, but we're not quite there yet, um, story-wise. But it was the band and finding the community. We kept we, we, we found ourselves playing alongside these other bands that were phenomenal. And we were like, we can't believe that they sort of like us back. And what we heard over and over again was there needs to be a, a place where these bands can all play together, you know, because it's LA and the booking is pre-sale tickets and pay to play. And it's all,
1: it's all spaghetti on the wall stuff. And that's, that is something I said to Rex is that we can't be spaghetti on the wall anymore. We can't be sandwiched between the rap band and the EDM band and expect people to come and have a good time. Yeah. What, what that means is you're pulling people in to spend $10 for your half hour and the, they're not gonna stay for the band before or after. So we had to find a way to, bring similar bands together and have people enjoy the whole night. It's it, it's an event, you know, you come at seven o'clock and you stay till midnight or one and you go home with your new favorite band, you know, because you came to see one, but the others were just as good or even better, you know, different enough that they scratched the itch that you have for that, you know, style of music. And it, took off. It started working and that's how Big Stir Live was born.
0: Let's let's stop for a second (laughs) and play one of your records because that is the roots of this whole thing and then we'll come back and uh talk about uh Big Stir. Sounds great.
2: Why don't we grab something from the very first record we ever put out? Oh
1: which is Incidental Light Show. Oh no 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 Big Stir put out. You mean Armors. do you mean Armors or do you mean Big Stir? I'm worse. I'm worse. Oh, okay. Okay. So that's Incidental Light Show. Um, It was not
2: on Big Star Records. That was before we had any ambitions to... um, uh, I
1: guess you could play Ford Ashby.
2: Most likely. Let's do
0: it. Okay, so that's your band, and that's from the first record, right? Yep. Incidental Light Show is the name of the record, yep. And your son produced that?
1: He produced that song. He engineered it, mixed it, he played drums on it. Um, yeah, it was, our, it was our first experience, our first finished song, um, and it was actually played at his funeral,
3: I don't know if I've ever told you guys this, but that's my favorite armoire song.
1: Really? Uh, Favorite
3: song that we do. I love the music, the lyrics. It's very heartfelt. And now it means even more knowing what you've just said.
1: But the song, it comes from uh, Rex's experience in West Virginia at the Mineral County Fair. Yeah. In
2: 1976. Yeah. I know. Yeah. um, Well, I I think that, uh, um, yeah, it's a family thing. Miranda's in that song too. Yeah. Um, I, I, I... you know, not to speak too much about our own material, but it is, I think we are one of those lucky bands who doesn't mind playing the hit, you know, right. as, as much as there's a signature song for us, it's probably that one. Yeah. And w- it's something that we're never grudgeful about. Like, Oh, we got to right. play this thing again. No, we lo- I mean, we love it. And it's been wonderful having, uh, John, um, in the band too because we you know we know that song means a lot to him as well
0: okay before we played the song we talked a little bit about how this community started to grow and how did john get involved
2: john was there is uh, has written the book twice on, uh, on, on, on power pop, which I mean, I, Bigster isn't en- entirely defined by power pop, but it certainly is, is the core from which uh, a lot of our bands spring or the sort of the common ground, I think. Um, it's shake
1: some action
3: and shake some action 2.0. Yeah. 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 So the, the LA scene, pop scene, which is what it was sort of called, uh, began in the mid nineties. And there were a couple of festivals that followed. There was a Poptopia festival. There was international pop overthrow festival. That was for like-minded bands to come and play, um, you know, four or five, six bands a night in sort of a festival setting. But that only happened once a year. So there was a real need uh, for bands who wanted to play more often and people who wanted to see those bands play more often.
1: We call them sea monkeys. You know, the water gets sprinkled every (laughs) so often and they come spring back into life. Yeah. That's yeah. yes, that was the scene.
3: So they were the uh they were the forefathers and foremothers of the sea monkeys. <laughs> the whole scene kind of evolved from the live shows, the the big stir live shows, and from there, I mean they can tell you more about it because it's it's their baby, but it was just great seeing everything sort of evolve and there was uh, a magazine that started coming out and then the record label and then all these bands kind of coming together whether they were from la or england or fresno sweden Sweden, northern california lots of northern california this whole scene developed and all these friendships developed because of these two and all the work that they do it's been pretty amazing to be a small part of it so it all
0: started out as a live community and then how did that evolve into Big Stir records specifically
1: ah that was Stephen wilson of plastic soul um
0: yep. oh yeah he's a buddy yeah. of mine too oh, fantastic
1: fantastic yeah. Yeah. talent fantastic songwriter fantastic musician my song for
0: him too. so oh yeah we're doing
3: we're recording for him
0: today so the yeah, songs
1: hey. i'm recording
3: is for a plastic soul song
1: Exactly. awesome um so Stephen was here in the paisley pergola which is outside of the
3: Burbank La- headquarters of uh,
2: in the Burbank headquarters of Bigster Star Records. There you go. <laughs> all of justice.
1: Yeah, and Stephen was about to put out therapy, and he said
2: the third Plastic Soul album. The
1: third Plastic Soul album, and they're all fantastic. Oh my goodness! So, and he just said, you know what? I'm going to put this out on Bigster Records, and we we're like, wait, that's a thing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> records way right? yeah so. <laughs> sure
2: who's gonna run that
1: so, so steven's <laughs> so um uh therapy was our very very first release on Stir records and um it's bsr 0001, zero one. Zero one because up. wow well here's the thing it was going to be zero, zero, 001 bsr 001 and steven said Oh, no, no, no. You're going to put out way more than 100 records. It's 999 gotta be zero, records. Yeah, it's got
3: to be 0001. You know what's funny? I didn't realize that was the first ever release on Big Stir because that's one Big Stir release that made it into my latest book. Um, oh, okay. One of the greatest Power Pop albums. Um, Therapy made it in there. Yeah. I forgot what number it was, but it was in the top 200, and it's a great record. Yes. Yeah.
2: Sweet, sweet. And, and this was sort of a thing, like, we, we we've always been – uh, with the live series, with everything, we've always wanted to sort of just be experimental and and uh, and goofy in that sort of rock and roll way because rock and roll is an absurd pursuit. I mean, in a lot of ways, all art is an absurd pursuit, but like rock and roll, especially for people of our age, for those of us who can't see us, we're not in our 20s. Um, <laughs> or 30s. Or, uh,
1: Speak for yourself. I'm not <laughs>
2: I've got i got it. The clock is ticking really fast for well, me. It's ticking faster for me. Um, but we but you know it's it's a crazy thing to do. And most of the people of uh our age or pursuing uh, what's now a a, a a not pop music, even though it's pop music, it's not like you know, super popular. We're only doing it because we we love it. We are passionate about it, and we love the
1: people, and we're
2: <laughs> mentally ill. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, we played all of those things—the passion and the insanity—and um, uh, so we're like, "Yeah, sure. What the hell? Record label?
1: Fine." Yeah. Yeah. And, and what else is insane is the <laughs> trial by fire learning curve that yep. goes along with running a record mm-hmm. label—the all the business aspects of it, the accounting, the legal, sure. all of having yeah. to be set up and go. Just go.
4: Yeah.
2: And Christina and I just were very adamant about like, well, yeah, we've seen people do, I mean, I don't want to say Coke talk, but people start enterprises and they'll come out and say, yeah, you know what? We're going to start a record label or we're going to run a magazine or we're going to run a live series. And it, um, and people have always run up against it's really, really hard. And it is all of those things individually are really, really hard. It's
1: it's basically 24 seven.
2: And the only way that we do it that because people have tried, Um, The only way that we pull it off is because there's two of us. I swear to God, that that is the secret to Big Star Records is that when I hit the wall and I'm like, I don't know if we can do this, she says.
1: No, and great music. And great people. They are all gems. Every single one of the bands, every single person in each of the bands, they're all gems of human beings. John, uh, yeah. John being one of them. John. Being okay,
0: one- let's take a break. And since we talked about Plastic Soul, let's play a Plastic Soul record. And then we'll come back and talk about all of the artists that are on your label and uh, what you've got going. And we'll also deal with this COVID thing. How do you run a record label in this environment? But uh, you got a favorite uh, plastic soul tune? Biff Bang
2: Pal is a cover of a song by The Creation, which when we brought the band in to play at our first live gigs, when nobody was coming, well, Stephen played too? this thing. I was like, oh, The Creation, excellent. You know, I, this is my new favorite band. Uh, can
1: just you do
0: two? We can do too, just for you, Christina. It's,
1: you know, that's a cover, but there's so many other good songs. Um, Do you want to play therapy, or do you want to cut the? the,
0: Yeah, play the title track.
1: The title track is therapy. Yeah, let's let's. Those two kind of go hand
2: in hand. You can see how one song influenced
1: the
0: other. So yeah. Okay, let's do it, and we'll be back.
1: Thank you. KLBP
0: LP Long Beach Public Radio If you like mornings on the beach and you don't have time to find us At 8 o'clock in the morning, you can find us all over the place. You can find us at 22WestMedia.com, BPMBeats1.com, and L.A. Radio Studio on the L.A. Radio Studio Stream. And on HighDefinitionNews.com. Remember, it's spelled H-I-DefinitionNews.com. And the Facebook pages of Mornings on the Beach and 22West Radio. You're listening to LA Radio Sessions and our celebration of Big Stir Records on KLBP. My name is Mike Stark. Now you put the tape on this side and then you put it to a little thing over here and then you twist it around over there and you put another reel here and then you turn on the machine and here's what you hear on the tape. Okay, that's Plastic Soul. He's a buddy of mine, Stephen Wilson. He's yeah. another, got one of these guys that he he is the band, really, when yeah. you get right down to it, right? And you've got another band that's sort of like that, The Condors. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. Right? Um, uh, let's talk about some of the artists. Uh, the Condors, I, I mentioned that because Pooch uh, Patrick is a, a buddy of mine as well. Spent uh, a couple weeks in Nashville with him uh, last <laughs> year when we could all be together yeah. and uh he's been he's been making great music for a long time as well so uh Pooch used he, to go to
2: uh, Magic Mountain with me and my kids uh, so I know you know that's that's just me and Pooch and my kids you know going on roller coasters it was pretty rad
1: and Pooch Pooch is directly responsible for us putting out Bigster Magazine because of Flipside he was here in the Paisley pergola where everything happens and said you know Bigster should have a magazine just do
2: a zine. Yeah, go old school, do a, do a print zine. Yeah. Now was that prior to the
0: label?
1: No, we had already we had early already days, it's, though. it's early days. Yeah. yeah. Right. right around the time where Stephen <laughs> Steven released therapy on Bigster Records. Um, okay,
0: needed- so let me get this straight. You guys start a record label, and that isn't enough to take care of. Correct. That you, that you got to add a fanzine as well. Yes, yes
2: exactly. Yes. Oh, <laughs> okay. And I mean, one of the things that happened, like, because at that point, there were a lot of connections happening that were, like John said, they're, they're, they're sort of global. And by the time we started saying, let's do, a, let's do a zine, but what does that look like in 2018 or something like mm-hmm. that? We had uh, connected with, we mentioned before, uh, the Spy, Spy Genius. Genius, who have sort of a, um, a fifth member who handles their graphics and videos and stuff like that. He's and brilliant. His name is uh, Champness.
1: Joe Champness. Joe
2: Champness, but we, but you know, it's usually Champness Just sounds more, you know. Um, oh yeah, mysterious. <laughs> um, very European. Uh, very, very European. Yeah. He did
1: the cover of our album Ziploning
2: and, and our EP. And he sort of just wanted. He rolled with this very. Uh, I mean, like, he can kind of do all kinds of different styles, but the visuals of the of the zine are um, very sophisticated, in jokey, and intricate, and and just gorgeous. It slowly became went from being this thing that was. All, you know stapled together to being a full color 50 page extravaganza Wow, a, a real mm-hmm. actual magazine like we became a real record uh, do you notice all this stuff that we're saying did happen by accident yeah,
0: yeah. well it, it sounds like the community wanted it And needed it, right? Someone said it without us having to. I love
1: that. We (laughs) we filled the void, and that was what we aspired to do, was fill the void because the void was there, and there were so many great people surrounding it that we wanted to bring together. But it
3: works. Filling that void wouldn't necessarily work if the people who were filling the void, you guys, weren't great people and great leaders (laughs) doing all this. It starts at the top. It really does but and, we were at and, the bottom when it started but now yes, you're at <laughs>
1: <laughs> you
3: were the hey hey you were this yes hey hey. But, it was but,
1: actually david bash who sprinkled the the water on us that, that got us into this whole oh so there is a community out there that likes what we do yeah
2: um and that's 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 a for sure thing um and that includes a lot of those international connections too because it would have been like international pop overthrow liverpool where we Chance met um, uh, Spy Genius, who started doing the British version of the live series as well. Okay, in uh, Croydon, South London, and um, one of our, our our newest official release uh, is by um, an artist named Nick Frater, um, who's a wonderful, uh, amazingly talented guy. And one of and one of his talents, uh, in addition to just being a, a terrific songwriter, uh, singer, and and and, and producer. Um, is he'll do uh, Side Gaze. Um, and he just happened to, um, I mean, we were aware of Nick. We didn't know that he was like in the same town as uh, where our British version of the Bigster Live show was coming on. So, you know, it things, people just get onboarded by these connections that they're not aware of. I mean, I think what we've done is stitch some, communi- um, some corners of the community Venn diagram style together. Right. like the core there's a core where everyone knew each other but they might not have known the people that were on the left side of the venn diagram or the right side or the bottom side
4: mm-hmm.
2: and we've tried to you know bring that all together into one circle i think to the best of our abilities that's um, a
1: good way to put it that's exactly exactly what our passion is
2: and then these people end up working together and they end up uh, on each other's being on each other's records or they all end up together in the
3: magazine yeah. or they release uh, singles with us well i met stephen wilson through you guys is that true? Yeah, I didn't really know Stephen before. I didn't really wow. know Plastic Soul. Wow. So I, I, really, I really got to know him through Rex and Christina. And then now, today we're tracking drums for a Plastic Soul song, <laughs> which will be the second time I've played drums on a Plastic Soul song. Last time Christina played cool. keys on, the, on it as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah so i mean you can see that
2: you know yeah like you said the community thinks so we didn't have to for once sometimes well
0: I- i've been around indie music long enough to know that when you gather a community of musicians together not necessarily just the big stir community but if a community of musicians get together magic does happen yeah so yeah. Uh, a, scene,
2: a scene i mean everyone longs for a scene in this sort of fragmented world that we have now. Right, and, right. Um,
0: I want to ask you about how you operate in this current environment, but I got to back up a little bit and get an understanding of the name of the label Big which clearly is a tribute to Big Star, and alex chilton and your your logo even kind of matches the big star logo is that am i on uh, on track there
2: yes sir yes sir um although we've we 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 have a little paisley logo that we that sort of embodies us now um we we kind of stopped using it the the big star stir the stir star (laughs) Um, not only because it was might have stolen a little bit of thunder from the big star legacy, um, but also when um, our our mutual uh, our friend uh, Mike Simmons and his band Sparkle Jets uh, did a um, tracked a, a single in Arden at uh, Arden Studios in Memphis with Jody Stevens on drums and mm. put out this really 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 cool looking blue forty five that um, the cover of it the seven inch. If you laid it on top of the LP version of uh, number one record, it matched up perfectly, and we're like, okay, well the Armoires wear a lot of Paisley, we're going to use Paisley as our. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's awesome! <laughs> and I think that speaks to the the fact that we uh, we we do spring from a community that starts with power pop, um, and a lot of people will cite big star as one of the quintessential power pop bands and then immediately a lot of other people will say but they're not really and they're all right they're all correct about all of that stuff so it's a pretty good i mean it's i mean of course we love the music and i think that christina coined big stir when we were trying to figure out the live show uh the what to call the live show because it turns out that everything you can call everything you can use the word pop in has been done is it Papalooza? Is it Poptopia? Is it Paparama? You know, it's all been done. So we just thought, well, we'll just nod to one of the greats, and uh, you know, the big stir is <laughs> causing a big stir. Causing a big, is it, like big stir.
0: stir. Okay, we're running short of time already, which is <laughs> horrible. But uh, we'll have you guys on again at some point. But let's before we run out of time, let's start playing some of the music that uh, Big Stir offers. Now you have a deal. At your website and why don't you give the website out at this point it's what you would
2: expect it to be thankfully we try to make it easy <laughs> www.bigstirrecords.com
0: okay and then so if you go there there's uh the big stir singles of the week is that is that right yeah and the single, single, series, series. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the yeah, single series and you release maybe two two or three every couple of weeks right it's weekly
2: with occasional surprise bonus singles, all of which get compiled onto CDs. With the, Each one's an A-side and a B-side, by the way. Right.
1: So. They all end up on a physical CD, so you can collect them.
2: Yeah. Everything that we do uh, has a physical edition in one
0: form or another. That's awesome. That's awesome. So uh, people can download those singles by just going to the website and, and getting them, right? Yeah. If, if if they don't want to wait for the uh, CD to come out, right? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. I'll tell you what. Let's play some music. Give me a couple artists, and we'll play two cuts, and then we'll come back and we'll kind of wrap things up and talk about the current environment. Hmm.
1: Well, we then, mentioned Spy Genius. We mentioned
2: Spy Genius. So
1: we should play. We,
2: we can do, yeah, it's uh, the spy genius single. How about if you go roving mm. and let's throw the spotlight onto our very, very current release uh, Nick from Frater. Nick Frader, and uh, let's hear it for love. Let's hear it for, let's hear it for love.
0: Let's <laughs> hear it. Let's hear it. <laughs> yeah. Let's hear it.
4: Let's hear it for love.
0: This is LA Radio Sessions on KLBP. My name is Mike Stark, and we are listening to the music and the story of Big Stir Records. We're back now, and we're going to talk about uh, what it's like to operate a band and a record label and a fanzine (laughs) during a global pandemic. What sort of challenges do you have in that?
2: Well, one thing is that, uh, um, of of course, the other thing that we operate, as we've been saying, is the live series. Oh,
0: right,
1: right,
2: right. That becomes D. and
1: we we miss it and we miss it so much
2: but i think we realized at the onset of it that unlike you know someone who's simply who is not simply it's a terrible job uh, but booking uh shows and promoting live shows that we do have so much else going on and we were in a unique position to respond to that in creative ways
1: we're lucky that we're an online business so true it's just getting something in the mail sometimes means the world to people, you know, and I've taken to writing little, we've we've taken to writing little notes to in for every, you know, package that we send out just to say, Hey, we hope you're well and you're safe and you're enjoying this release. And, you know, we wish you all the best and we're here. So yeah, we've
2: said since the beginning that, um, You know, because we've all been affected in so many different ways, and both of our families, everyone's families, um, uh, and our work uh, and things like that have all been affected. That, like, we feel fortunate to have the responsibility, even the burden, in a certain sense, of seeing through these releases and getting people's work out there as it deserves to be heard, as if it were normal times, in a certain sense. And it's given us a focus. And we hope it's been something that's been positive for the artists and the audience to see that this stuff is, is, is still, art still is coming forward. Uh, music is still moving forward and collaboration and community can can thrive. We're limited from being on the tour bus with each other, but we're all collaborating anyway. You know, it's an ex- what we're doing here today while, while we're speaking with you with uh, um, the three of us appropriately distancing, but working in the studio, not only on our record, but on Stephen's record and for on songs that are going on collaborations for our sister labels, uh, other labels. Yeah,
1: there's a lot of collaboration that's happening remotely. Um, And it's, there's, there's a fine line where do we put out stuff that, Talks about the crisis, or talks about how we feel, or talks about what we should be doing, or, or do we just make people happy with what is we have escape, to offer? Yeah. You know, just brighten their day. It's 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 a really it's a balancing act. Yeah, and it, and
2: it, we spend a lot of time thinking about that. And the answer, honestly, is both. Is that um, we're we have definitely put out some. Uh, I mean, I don't want to say comfort food. Um, because all of the music we put out is extremely Mm -hmm. well-crafted and and thoughtful. Um, There's nothing that we put out that I would consider to be uh, fluff. But some of it has been things that uh, along the lines of um, the recent and great librarians with Hickey's record and the Brother Steve record that we put out that, like, it makes you feel like you're in a band, in, in a club, seeing the best guitar pop band ever. Both of those bands just appear on stage and change your world. Exactly. And there have been other things that we've done that have been either created during the crisis or just happened to resonate with it that are in some sense more thoughtful, contemplative <laughs> kinds of records. Um, the Corner Laughers uh, put out this album uh, to Te- Telegraph that, uh, just happen to have themes that resonate with what's happened. I feel. And Dolph
1: too. And okay. Dolph Cheney's
2: record and Spy Genius's ambitious, uh, you know, double disc thing. They're all sort of like questioning. Uh, I, I mean, I wouldn't even say challenging because when we say it's a, you know, a British double concept LP, right. it sounds like maybe you like keep it away from you, but they're very accessible. Mm-hmm.
4: Um,
2: but they're definitely taking uh, deep dives into things that resonate. Um, and we found that both of those things
1: are important
2: and beautiful, and people yeah. respond to them for that
0: for that reason. Well, you guys have a beautiful record label, and I think it's accentuated by what Christina said about the way you treat the people that buy the music with <laughs> home written notes to them and all of that. Uh, that's very very touching, and I think that that's something that the music industry in general misses a lot of times and uh to support a, a record label like you guys have is very important especially in this day and age i appreciate you guys being on the show we're going to try to get you back every couple months and let us know what's new in the, in terms of what's going on with big stir and with your own band do you have time to do your own band anymore
1: we're doing it today oh okay We're recording. We've got things things lined up.
0: What's kind of funny...
2: (laughs) I'm going to just lay this down and we'll see how it develops. Okay. Uh, Because we, as Karl Marx would have it, not to get political about it, control the means of production, we can do interesting things (laughs) with our own work. And we just do so much. We support the other artists so much and we definitely... We didn't put an Armoires record out on Big Star Records until the 13th release. Wow, uh, uh, a lot of people's uh, record labels grow out of um, their yeah. own uh, their own band. We just hung back, and then that was scary because we put out so much good music. We had to live <laughs> up, to. <laughs> but um, yeah, like it was. It's one of with the RMRs and what I was saying about us needing to respond creatively on, uh, with all of the releases and sort of gauge the room and see when uh, when contemplation and when escapism and when absurdity the fundamental absurdity of rock and roll that i started off talking about might be the answer
1: Quirkiness
2: for the Armors might be absurdity that Quirk. we're going to next here oh, so, okay
0: <laughs> well we can't oh, wait
2: well, I, have fun with this you will know, you
0: get that piece of work to us as soon as uh as soon as it's out piece of cork, oh. <laughs> piece, of <laughs> cork. Yes. piece of cork
2: yes <laughs> with the drummer
0: <laughs> yeah with with the drummer well, guys, I want to thank you again for joining me on LA Radio Sessions. And be safe. Continue to make the music. Continue to make the magic. And uh, we're we're big fans here at the uh, of your label and your bands at the show. And anything we can do, let us know.
1: Uh, thank you so much, Mike. We've had such a great time. Thank you. And we're
0: so
2: thrilled with what's going on with the show too. So uh, we're, we're thank happy you. Happy with that for sure. Thank
0: you. Okay, so what do we take us out with? What do we take us out Ooh. with? What we oh, talking?
1: Pooch, something better coming soon. Something
0: better coming soon. From the condors. Pooch will love that. Pooch <laughs> will love that. Yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank, thank, thank you. you.
4: The ending of another day And the sunset fades away The valley lights open up In an electrical display Energized by the moon Thought you were the different That fades away. The valley lights open up. and An electrical display. Energized by the moon. Start to write a different tune. I'm hope because I feel something better coming soon. Something, something.
0: Thanks for joining us on this edition of L.A. Radio Sessions. We'd love to hear from you about what you think of the show. You can join the conversation on our Facebook page at facebook.com backslash L.A. Radio Sessions or visit laradiosessions.com. Stay tuned. More to come.